0: Hello, this is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Monday for August 31st, 2020. New Chinese regulations on the export of certain technologies, updated Friday and broadly discussed over the weekend, could limit the ability for ByteDance to sell TikTok's global operations due to its, quote, recommendation of personalized information services based on data analysis algorithms, per a CNBC translation. State media made it clear that the deal could face stiff resistance from the Chinese government and, most recently, on Sunday, ByteDance itself said that it would, quote, strictly abide by the new rules. So perhaps Oracle will not buy TikTok after all. Yes. ByteDance is amongst the world's most valuable private tech companies, worth between 80 and 100 billion, depending on where you're looking right now. TikTok's global operations are expected to fetch a price north of 20 billion, though, of course, that number may change dramatically. And looking ahead to the week's stock market trading, American shares are set to rise further this morning, building off of record highs for tech stocks that were set last week. This is just a reminder that the good times are still here. Of course, as evidenced by last week's influx of tech startups looking to go public, uh, it doesn't get much better than this in terms of valuations, revenue multiples, profit multiples. It's just a great time to be a company in tech, that is. That's what's top of mind for me this morning. Welcome back to the work week. I hope you're rested up and ready to go. Before we start, equities is back on YouTube. You can check that out at YouTube.com slash TechCrunch for clips of the Friday shows with all of us. It's a good time. And of course, follow equity on Twitter at twitter.com slash equitypod. And with that, let's go. As always, we're going to start with the weekend. What happened over the last few days that matters to our world of startups, private capital, and of course, the IPO market? Well, the biggest bit of news this weekend that really caught my eye was a blog post from Medium. A Medium post, if you will. Uh, Medium, of course, backed by Ev Williams, one of the Twitter Cadre. anyways they announced over the weekend that they have seen enormous traffic growth and i mean like really impressive traffic growth and i say this as a person who used to run a news site and is now a part of one again you know it's it's read the post we'll put it in the show notes check out the chart it's it's wow a publishing platform and media company is now doing north of a billion page views per quarter if i'm reading the chart right this morning and announced that it has, quote, several hundred thousand members today that pay five bucks a month to access what's behind its paywall. I have been looking for that number forever. So thank you, Medium, for giving us at least a number between 100,000 and 999,999. I mean, we'd love some more specificity, but we'll take this. Uh, and Medium is reacting to growth at publishing services like Substack by doubling down on product, including improving its email functionality. So Substack, watch your back medium last raised 50 million in 2016 according to Crunchbase data and because i am a big old publishing nerd and someone who gets paid to make you know words appear on the internet i am rooting for medium to survive and if at all possible thrive according to a bloomberg data analysis and financials ipo you know the big one coming up that's not going to be in the us we talked about last week could push 2020 into record territory for global technology public offering fundraising or essentially It can be a blowout year for ipos now if ant raises 30 billion in october as is kind of expected according to bloomberg then tech ipo fundraising could shoot well past 57 billion coming very close to the 62 billion dollar global haul set back in 1999 so 5 billion in a couple of months sure i can see that this time around however unlike 1999 most of the companies that debut should stay alive it's going to be so different and here's a uh, kind of where we are in the world moment to kind of ground you a little bit. Um, I don't talk a lot about macroeconomic news in the show because it's not what the show is about. But I read a piece in the journal over the weekend about China's banking sector, and it just gives you a good picture of what's going on. So China's banking sector is taking a material profit hit as the Chinese government, quote, called on banks to forgo 1.5 trillion yuan or 218 and USD. In profit this year to support companies, especially smaller and more vulnerable firms, according to the Wall Street Journal. You're going to do that through lower fees, cheaper capital, that sort of thing. It just goes to show how much work is needed to be done on the Chinese economy that the banks will have to take that much of a hit to their profitability to kind of keep things afloat. So there's a where you are in the world moment. And that's what I dug up kind of from the weekend. It is a slightly quieter weekend and a quieter Monday than we saw last week, which is actually good because last week was insane and we're all very tired. So A quieter period sounds lovely. Now, funding rounds. Turning to funding rounds this morning, too caught my eye that I wanted to bring you. First up, Simolytics raised 4.3 million euro in a Series A deal according to TechCrunch.com. The quote, Bielfeld, Germany-based startup offers pharmaceutical companies an AI-powered tool to better understand real-world patient experiences. Simolytics was founded in 2015, according to TC, as a, quote, spin-out of research group Semantic Computing, and the round was led by BTOV Partners, or BTOF Partners, depending, and was participated in by Fly Ventures and, quote, several unnamed angels. And second, eruditus has raised $113 million in a new financing per TechCrunch.com. According to our own coverage, the startup, quote, works with top universities globally to offer more than 100 executive-level courses to students in over 80 nations. Now, if you listen to Equity, you've heard Natasha talk about how, a, you know, a week in, week out, edtech is super hot right now. As much of the world learns from home, and old models of education are shaken up and thrown away. Not a huge surprise to see Airditus do so much capital. I mean, really, it's 113 million. It sounds like a lot, but it's 2020, so that's kind of like a Series B, I guess. Notably, the uh, eruditus round was co-led by Leeds Illuminate and Process Ventures which is kind of whatever, but but really caught our eye was that it was also participated in by the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative and existing investors, Sequoia Capital and VED Capital. So a couple of really big names in that mix. Finally this morning, the billion dollar question. I've been talking to VCs and founders a lot over the past few weeks, and I've been surprised at the pace at which certain parts of the VC market are currently moving. It's made me think. In quickly growing SaaS rounds, competition can be very, very fierce today. And as Denny has said on the show, many rounds are not being preempted, which means they're being done before they would traditionally be done by the company themselves. Investors are showing up and saying, hey, you want some money? Here's some money. Also, the time to complete a hot SaaS round has really fallen down into like the couple of days range versus the couple of weeks or the couple of months. The old you know, time schedules and VCs will take vacations and go to, you know, I don't know, Aspen or whatever. Uh, now, 72 hours, big SaaS deal. Let's go. This does not give investors a lot of chance to really get into the guts of a startup's business and do due diligence. And, you know, obviously this will lead to an uptick in fraud, but whatever. What matters more is something that I've heard a couple of times now from different people that I just can't quite get out of my head. It's an argument that goes like this to explain why this is all kind of okay. Well, if you really think that startup is going to become a billion dollar company or a unicorn, you can just be less price conscious early on in the investing cycle. This can lead to inflated Series A, B, and C rounds at startups that have competitive investments. So, you know, you can end up paying more than you'd like to, but so what? It's going to be worth $1,000 million eventually. Who really cares? My question is, can the future pace of unicorn creation match the pace at which these deals are being done today? If not, there are going to be a lot of overpriced startups down the road struggling to raise as they couldn't quite, you know, grow into their high valuations that were previously set all of this would be compounded if in the future revenue multiples for SaaS startups compress and if they do then the hill ahead of these expensive deals gets much much steeper think about it this way when startup prices are competitive and high private valuations look easy to hit because you get so much corporate value per dollar of incremental revenue when valuations are lower per dollar of incremental revenue you have to make a lot more revenue to get the same valuation. So things can get much harder very quickly. And that was Equity Monday for August 31st, 2020. Follow the show on Twitter at EquityPod or myself on Twitter at Alex. We are back Friday morning unless something very big happens. Until then, goodbye. Eruditus, 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 erud, Erudit, Erudite. Are Yes.